Dum dum dum. Dum 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 dum. Dum dum. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Speed Force Media. My name is Derek. My name is Eleanor. Today, we're going to be talking about the sixth episode of House of the Dragon. We are going to be giving a spoiler review, more of a discussion, our open thoughts, just kind of going back and forth, the things we liked about the episode, things we didn't like, not a full-fledged breakdown by any means, but we will be going into spoilers. And of course, we are going to be talking about the things we like. The things we like are different from each other, and that's why we like talking about the things, because not everything are we going to agree on, just like the things we don't like. So, of course, your guys' opinions are going to be different than ours. Please jump down in the comments below and voice your opinions if you feel the need, and let's get into it. Joining me today is Eleanor, as always. Eleanor, how are you doing? Good, how are you? Great. How'd you like the episode? I actually really liked this episode, although it was confusing for me at times with the time jump. There was a lot of new players being added with all the children being added in. I was like, okay, so these are this person's children. These are this person's children. I don't know everyone's names, yeah, but I'm going to so guess it's this, this, this. That's another disclaimer we should get out of the way is that there's so many new people and so many names that we're still trying to get used to that might just have to say Damon's wife. Uh, I can't remember Lena? her something she was the really young one right, right. that was going to marry king viserys or that was the proposal right and so then she, she ended up marrying damon later on which she was also proposed to marry somebody else like in the free free in year. the free cities yes right and obviously that must have fallen through unless that was a different daughter that we no, don't that know was about. her we didn't see uh corliss valerian in this episode so no. it would be mm. interesting to see how he's doing We've seen that the king has aged quite significantly, so I wonder how much he has aged. But it was interesting to me to see that Damon is not in the veil. I kind of figured he'd be going after his former wife's um, inheritance, going for maybe even Lord of the Veil or something along those lines. Or maybe he just doesn't like the place and doesn't like living in those sort of environments. Who knows? But 10 years has gone by, and it seems like he has no interest in it. I thought that was interesting. Right, he has more interest in Pentos, which I found interesting because I'm like, that's completely different than getting on the Iron Throne, which I thought was originally his motivation. So I really don't know what Damon really wants. I think he does want the Iron Throne, but he sees that the time isn't right yet. That is one of the most interesting things about his character to me is that every single episode, it seems like he surprises us again with either an action, a violent action, or even just a look or some words. Or a lack of action, even. Like, he doesn't do something that we think he's going to do, and that's entirely surprising in of itself. Right, he's gone from wanting to be heir, which he was originally the heir, and then we saw him kind of going after Rhaenyra for a little bit. Of course, he was in Dragonstone for a little bit with the wife that he was going to marry, uh, the one was that was like Shay, like Tyrion's mm -hmm. lover. Yeah. So... Damon's gone through a lot of different changes in this show, and uh, it's now apparent that he is also a father of two, and it seems like he actually cared about his wife. We saw her tragic death, a lot of birthing scenes in this show. And so triggering, oh my god. That heartbreaking scene at the very end with this character that we really didn't even know, yeah, just Lena. begging for a, merci a merciful death, just to be 
quickly killed by her own dragon so that she can go out on her own terms and just kind of end things that way. And Damon makes it there in the nick of time just to be able to helplessly watch. And he actually looks devastated. And we saw him multiple times in this episode say that he didn't want anything to do with the politics of Westeros or any of the scheming, the plotting, the fighting, which is everything that he was all about in the first five episodes. So I wonder if now, what is the Daemon Targaryen we are going to get when he gets back to Westeros? But whichever one it is, I think it's safe to say he's coming. Right. And I would say that you had a prediction in the very beginning when we started watching the show that he was going to be the villain of the season. And I absolutely have done a 180 on that. I think the villain of the season is probably going to be Alicent. Her motivations so far have been very much aligned like Cersei's, I would say, in the original Game of Thrones show. She's about preserving her family, her children. She doesn't care who she has to hurt to get that done. I I would say I agree on the most part that it seems like Alicent is in fact being set up to be more of a villain-like character, but not 100% because when that, I can't remember his name, but the Hand of the King's son who mm-hmm. is revealed kind of like to be, finger. well, the other son. Oh, yeah, that revealed the to be. The one that is revealed to be Rhaenyra's lover. father, or, or sorry, the father of her children. Right. And at first we thought it was Sir Kristen Cole, but no, it's this other guy that we, as far as I know, haven't really been all that introduced with, Not at least definitely not in depth. And when he dies at the end of this episode, obviously toward, because of that Littlefinger-like character, the one with the broken foot or yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's his brother, too. Yeah, with some awesome monologue throughout the episode. Very, very Littlefinger, Peter Baelish of him. But we saw that Alicent did regret that that death happened and that it wasn't supposed to go down that way and she showed regret, whereas I don't think Cersei would. Right. I think that Alicent very well may could be the villain of this show for sure. I'm still not 100% sold against Damon, but I think there's another major player we need to consider here. Yeah, we got our broken foot, Peter Baelish-like character. We got... The former Hand of the King, Otto Hightower, is still scheming elsewhere. But the one that's right in front of us that we might be overlooking is Rhaenyra herself. She did seem to have some weird motivations to me in this episode. She was harder to read in this episode, I would say. She, especially when she was acting toward her lover and he was saying goodbye to the children, obviously he was expressing his love toward them and toward her, you know, saying like, I'm not going to be a stranger, I will be back. And she just seemed to have almost a cold or dead expression about it. And if that is your lover, the father of your children, I just can't imagine that you would be feeling so cold. So I didn't understand really her motivations and what her feelings are. I think she is stuck in a rock and a hard place because she is married to somebody who is closeted and neither one of them want to be married to each other. And so I think it's a difficult situation for both of them. And she just finds herself you know, being the butt of a lot of rumors. Right, and it's... See, I took the line of her lover. I can't remember his name, so we're just calling him the lover. I thought the thing he said was, when I come back, I'll be a stranger, or I'll be a stranger when I return, because it'll be so long until they see each other again. And 
that was just the way I took it anyways. I could be wrong, but obviously he's not going to be returning anytime soon. And then you had that last second line from her oldest son. Was like, oh, is that my dad? Am I a bastard? She was like, no, you're a Targaryen. You see, the reason I think that Rhaenyra might have a chance of being a villain is because in the previous episode, when she is confronted by Alicent about her indiscretions with her uncle in the uh, whorehouse, she swore on the memory of her mother and her own mother's grave, which was horrific. You know, it was it was a traumatic experience in her life. It was, it shaped her as a person, and she lied. She lied. Not only did she lie on her mother's grave, but she also has three children that, sure, they're not born of incest like Cersei's children were, but they are all bastards by law. None of them yeah. are the heir to the Iron Throne. So at this point, who do you think would technically be the heir to the Iron Throne, the rightful heir? Would it still be Damon? Because if we think about in Game of Thrones, when Robert died, he didn't have any true-born sons. So technically, Stannis would have been the heir. At least that's what Ned Stark died believing. So would it then be Damon? No, I would say it would still be Aegon because that is the king's firstborn son. He does have an heir that is true to him. But he hasn't been named heir. Right, technically so. But I would say he probably has a closer claim to the throne than Damon does. I think when he dies, when the king dies, and I think it's going to be this season. I think he's going to be kind of the season one Ned Stark death, setting up season two, season three. Granted, I haven't read the book, so this is all speculation. But I could see season two and season three kind of being the Battle of the Five Kings or the War of the Five Kings, which was very much like you had your Renly Baratheon, your Stannis Baratheon, your Joffrey Baratheon, your King in the North, and whoever else. In this series, it seems like we have Team Damon, seems like we have Team Rhaenyra, we have Team Alicent, Team Viserys, and they're all kind of scheming against each other, not to mention Team Valerian and Otto Hightower is out there, not to mention the Hand of the King's son, who is working for somebody. Seems like Alicent, seems like maybe Otto. There's so much going on, so much scheming and plotting, whether it's politically based or politically motivated or motivated by family or greed or just selfish selfish pettiness. I would agree. I feel like it is still a Game of Thrones, even though it's not technically called Game of Thrones. It still very much feels like people are plotting and scheming and moving the chess pieces on the chessboard, and we still don't know really what pieces are being moved and what the final picture is. And I think that's why this episode was kind of confusing for me at times, is because I still don't have the full picture, and I still don't understand what everyone's motivations are. And I don't know if we're meant to. Right, exactly. So I think after I watch season finale, I'll go back and rewatch the whole season and see if everything kind of falls into place better for me. Because then by the end of the season, I feel like I'll probably understand at least a little bit more what everyone's motivations are. Right. And this season is set up to be 10 episodes, right? So we got five episodes with the original cast or the younger cast members, which Honestly, I am going to miss. I thought they did a really great job. Even though the older cast members were cast first, I understand that. I thought the younger cast members did great. That being said, in three seasons from now, 
we may like look back and just be like, wow, yeah, I totally forgot that they were even there, you know. But I think this second half of season one is in a way going to feel kind of like its own season because it's kind of being split into two parts, it seems like. I can feel and that, And yeah. the rest of this season, uh, Matt Smith confirmed that the show is no longer going to be moving forward with any more major time jumps that the time era that they are currently in for the most part is the time era they are going to be in for the next few seasons which i think is a good thing i think it could be extremely jarring if you just keep jumping through time yeah that was kind of the problem i had with the witcher so i'm glad that they're sticking with this formula for house of the dragon that they're staying within that same time because for the witcher i just got really frustrated because i never knew what the hell was going on so I'm glad that with this show, they're going to stay with these characters. And for this first episode, I really did like the adult characters for each person. Yeah, I thought I felt they, like they fit. did a good job. Yeah, and, and I'm glad they kept Sir Kristen Cole's same actor. I thought he was good in the first half of this show. So I'm gl- I was glad to see that not everybody was recast. You know, we still got Matt Smith. We still got King Viserys. So it we still got some familiar faces, but... No idea of where this show is going, to be honest with you. I mean, it seems like Damon could be a hero by the end of this season, where we're at now. I mean, he could march back into Westeros and try to reclaim his throne just because he has nothing to lose now in his mind. We don't even know how he feels about his children, to be honest, or how he feels about Rhaenyra. If they've seen each other, if they haven't seen each other, I'm assuming they probably haven't. And Rhaenyra seems a little more jaded to her current circumstances and the situations around her where everybody is talking about her and her little secret with Damon, whether it went far as they're saying or not, she doesn't want to be in King's Landing anymore and she's going to Dragonstone. So it seems like she's going to be a Dragonstone. Who knows where Damon is going to end up, but it seems like he's going back to Westeros. I am really interested to see where he's going to go. If he's going to go straight to King's Landing, if he's going to reunite with Rhaenyra, or what he, what he's up to. We never know, which is a great thing about his character and really this show overall. It's really easy to label any of these people as a villain because in this show, everybody, and in Game of Thrones, there's so many shades of gray. Right, You have so many characters, even Ned Stark, the Honorable Ned Stark, has sinned. And so even characters like King Viserys, where you know, someone who really loves his daughter could also be kind of a pig at times. Yeah, I think I the agree. same thing could be said about Alicent, Rhaenyra, Damon, all of them. And I think it could make the show a little hard to watch at times, and just because... There's not as many heroes you could root for necessarily. But if you can look past it and just enjoy the drama unfolding and all the conflict, and I'm sure this story will unfold itself in a very well-thought-out, planned way, which the show has done so far so good thus far, I'm excited to see where it goes, and I'm excited to stay in this current time era. What did you think about Allison's sons? Oh, that awkward scene with him? Well, just them in general. Because there's the older one, which I believe is Aegon. Yeah, and he reminds me of Joffrey. Yeah, he definitely seemed like a little Joffrey. Yeah, And then the younger annoying. one, uh, I can't Aemon, remember. Aemon, I think is what Something they said like his name that. was. And um, I felt bad for him. Because I felt like he kept getting picked on. And I didn't think he really deserved it. Because even... 
Rhaenyra's sons are picking on him for the fact that he didn't have a dragon. And it's like, as a Targaryen, it's, you know, difficult to not have a dragon because that's your whole spiel is being a dragon rider. It's on the banner of your house. Exactly. So I think it's really hard for him to deal with that. And I just felt like Aegon is a total ass. I'm not a fan of him as a character. The actor's fine, but like a character I'm just not a fan of. And I just feel bad for the younger brother. I just feel like he feels like a shadow, not just to his brother, but to also his cousins. And that would be a really difficult thing to go through, especially if neither you or your brother or the heirs to the throne. You know, it seems like a very Joffrey and Tommen type brotherhood relationship. So I wouldn't be surprised if House of the Dragon does go in that direction where this spoiled little brat who thinks he's going to be king ends up dying and the quiet, shy, more subdued younger brother ends up coming into the throne. I could see that happening, but I could also see them doing the exact opposite to keep us on our toes. So I just have no idea where they're going with this, but I'm excited to see what they do with all these characters. But those are just our thoughts, guys. What do you guys think of the older actors? Do you like them? Did you guys like episode six? Where do you think this is going? We want to hear your thoughts in the comments below. Thank you guys so much for being here. We appreciate you guys for choosing us continually for your House of the Dragon fix. Leave us a like if you liked this episode. Maybe subscribe if you're feeling fancy. You can follow us on Twitter at Shipwreck Sunday. You can also check us out every day. We have different types of content every day as well as our podcast on Sundays. And thank you guys for being here. We'll see you next time.